And what do you really feel about it? I'm gonna be honest with you, I could have been Breonna Taylor. You know what yes. I'm saying? Where I come from, th those were the type of guys that, I, like I could have easily been Breonna Taylor. I probably was Breonna Taylor. Well, I, I probably was Breonna Taylor. I definitely dated those types of guys, absolutely. Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go, girl. All right, that's something new I'm trying. You know, I had a little intro there. Hey, girls. Hey, girls. Hey. So uh, what a week, right? Uh, it's been kind of wild. So I'm going to give you an affirmation real quick and then get into this amazing, powerful episode that I have with a special guest. All right. Today's I am affirmation. If you follow me on my Instagram, you already know it. Today's I am affirmation is I am releasing anxiety and overwhelming thoughts. Woo. What a time, right? The election was last week. I felt like so many people were on their toes. So many people had anxiety. So many people had some thoughts and ideas of what's going to happen. We were nervous. We were biting our nails. And it is finally over. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are now the president and vice president of the United States of America. My goodness. It's been a lot. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, right? So that's why the I am affirmation. Again, I am releasing anxiety and overwhelming thoughts we cannot control what's happening in this country we can only control our part in it so congratulations to you for voting with no matter which way you've decided to vote but you did it we did it and it is over we can now release that feeling we can release that anxiety we can release all of the thoughts that we had we can throw away all of the mail that we were getting we could delete all of the texts that we were receiving, my goodness, I'm like, you know what, y'all about to pay my phone bill in a minute if I get another text message. But it's over now. <laughs> I am releasing anxiety and overwhelming thoughts. I am releasing anxiety and overwhelming thoughts. You got this, girl. You got this. Now you can breathe. You can relax. And you can exhale. All right? I wanted to get into this episode today with a, a very dear friend of mine, Kirsten Holmes. She's the anchor on Morning Blend on ABC 10 in Sacramento, California. She has an amazing, incredible spirit. And because it was election week, because she's a black woman on TV covering the news, I wanted to ask her, how does she decompress and show up for herself after showing up for the world every single day? So we get into that. We also talk about her thoughts and feelings about the Breonna Taylor case, about George Floyd, about self-love, and so much more. So without further ado, let's get into this episode of the Go Girl podcast. Kirsten, thank you so much I'm for being here. To, I've been trying to get on here for the longest. I'm like, <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs> I know. It's been like a year. I'm like, girl, I need to get you on the podcast. I like, know. Tell the story of how we met. Like, I've loved you since the moment I met you. Listen, and what's funny is, and I was going to say, it's like we're long lost sisters or best friends or something because <laughs> first, first of all, we were on this group chat for journalists in Sacramento 
mm-hmm. we were supposed to go to a brunch. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that time. So we never met, but we were in a group chat. I was like, oh, well, let me look her up on, on social media. We'll become Instagram friends. Boom. Yeah. That was it. So we didn't really connect much. We just like some pictures here and there. But then I had an interview at ABC 10. And as soon as I walked in, I saw Kirsten and we ran to each other. It was like immediate black girl magic, sisterhood, uplifting each other. We gave each other an embrace like we haven't seen each other in years when this is actually the first time we ever met. (laughs) We hugged each other so tight. And I was like, girl, I'm about to have my interview or my live uh, screen time on for ABC 10. And my eyelashes coming off. And she was like, I got you. And she said, meet me in the bathroom. I said, okay. I went to the restroom. She came back with that eyelash glue, helped the sister out. And the interview went well and everything. They went a different direction, which is totally fine. But Kirsten was totally there for me. And girl, thank you. I appreciate you for that. Yeah, no, I, we need more of that in the world. I try to be that because I want to receive that. Because so oftentimes we go on these interviews, we go into these places and to see someone that looks like us, it's like, Hey, and you just hope that it is the experience that you and I had together. Oh um, sometimes it's not, but I'm going to always do that because I'm going to put out what I want to receive because it's a lonely word when you move around from place to place all yes. the time. You're like, I just want a friend. Will you be my friend? <laughs> Tell <laughs> me about it. And I, I know sometimes they try to pit women together, like, oh, it's going to be competition and this and that. So I love that I, I came in and you were very welcoming, like, oh, this will be my sister. Like, this is going to be my yes. best friend. We're going to yes. be, you know, besties out here. Listen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just love that experience. And thank you so much for just being there for your girl. And like you said, you just got to show up for other people how you would want mm-hmm. them to show yeah. up for you. Like, we're not always on 10 every time and so it's like if someone else can be there for us thank you (laughs) exactly you did talk about briefly you mentioned about being you know seeing another woman that looks like you because there aren't a lot of us in media yeah we're growing and you talked about moving around because you are from Arkansas, right? I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. (laughs) I am a long way away from home, okay? And you realize that in 2020, with everybody being who they are, you're like, ooh, I need some pepper spray or something, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about those different transitions. And with you being in the media industry, you have to cover these stories, but you're still a Black woman first. So let's talk about the different transitions. 2020 has afforded us uh, as black journalists the opportunity to, first of all, tell stories that we probably always wanted to tell. When, when I tell you, I've been telling every black story mm-hmm. <laughs> all 2020. I remember the last person that I interviewed that was not of the dominant culture and it was still for a black story. I am so excited that we get to tell these stories. Unfortunately, it came at a, at a painful place but it's like, I get to tell the stories that we needed to be told. I was just telling somebody, like, they got the first ballot box ever in mm. Meadowville, predominantly black area in Sacramento. Mm. Wow. The first ballot box ever. First no one else was going to tell that story. No one else knew why that story was important. No right. one else cared. We care. So this is, um, I'm going to go with the positive first. I thank God that I am here in this position right now. I love news. Grew up 
grew up loving news. Like I either wanted to be Whitney Houston or own a news mm. and I can't sing. So <laughs> well, I've seen your lip syncing <laughs> uh, videos and your videos where you're doing karaoke and stuff. So you, you're still channeling your inner Whitney, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yes. I still love Whitney, but it's like, I, I, I found, uh, I found my place. I'm living my dream. Like I've always wanted to do this and I get to do it. It's not lost on me that I'm one of the lucky ones, but it's tough to see all of those images of people yeah. who look like me, people who look like my brother, my mom, my nephew, oh, my baby, you know, mm-hmm. like these people that look like me in these situations. And I'm just hoping that if we all, if we all contribute something to make a change in our lane, right. maybe something will happen. Now, I don't believe that anybody's going to give us anything. So I do believe I'm getting close to the camera that we don't have to take. Yes, everything that we want to get because no one's going to give us anything and we can't count on nobody to do it so take it are people of other races or do you think they are really open right now or is it like a trend i think it's a trend Mm -hmm. matter of fact i can give you uh i'll share i'll share a story i have a friend because you know we we talk like like how me and you kiki yeah (laughs) we we talk there's like this camaraderie among black women that want to be a part of this group and i was talking to a colleague who their company made Juneteenth uh, a company holiday this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies did. Yep. And the story that I'm going to tell next year is all these companies that made Juneteenth a company holiday in 2020, but decided not to do it in 2021 because she asked her company, so is it going to be a company holiday going forward? And they said they don't know. Uh-huh. We They are demonstrating a lack of commitment to our community. So it's up to us to A, take advantage of this moment, and B, continue to take I think if 2020 has shown us anything is that they may not give anything, do our part to take because they ain't given us nothing. Yeah, we have to keep taking. We have to keep preparing for these opportunities and we have to keep on, like you said, or like with us building that sisterhood and and whatnot. But how is it being sometimes like the only black woman in these news organizations? Unfortunately for me, I do have a black executive producer now. So that, that absolutely helps. But I've I love my people. And I think that comes across um, professionally. I can't hide it. It's like, I'm a Christian and I love black people. Two things I'm not going to be able to hide, right? Right. So um, no matter what newsroom, no matter what situation, no matter, I could be hosting an event, girl, and they're going to get, I'm blackity black Mm -hmm. and I love the Lord. (laughs) So, um, So for me, it's been, I've been really lucky to be accepted for that. That has been my currency, actually, even before 2020. The fact that I was Black and embraced my Blackness has been my currency. I know other people who are chided for not being Black enough. Mm. And it's like, don't put it, we're not a monolith. Not everybody's going to be that stereotypical Black girl. Right. I'm from the hood, so sometimes I'm a little ghetto. (laughs) It comes out on TV, excuse me, but I am who I am and I embrace it. So my experience is mine alone. Um, I know before I had that Black executive producer, my daddy was charismatic and could talk (laughs) and could talk anybody out of anything. So Mm -hmm. I learned, I picked up on that trait to try to get people to uh, buy into what I was giving. I've been very fortunate. God is good. I've been very fortunate to be in places where I haven't... um, at too much because I think the struggle for black people in this space is telling our stories right I'll sell water to a whale this yeah. story is important because it's not oftentimes that I've been met with some resistance the times that I have been met with resistance I remember specifically mm-hmm. exactly what happened who it was and I also take those as learning experiences of uh, hey what can I do better to do this because 
some folks ain't going to change. Right. Like Oprah said a long time ago, some people, they're not going to change. It's their energy will die with them. Hopefully. Mm. I just had an experience where I was trying to convince somebody of something black mm. and they didn't listen. And once I realized I gave them three, three chances to be like, Hey, this is, this is the story. This is why we need to do it. It wasn't a story that I was going to cover. This right. is the story. This is why you need to do it. This is what it is from Friday to Monday. They failed. I just saw an email, they, they covered that story. So I'm glad that they ended up covering that story to me right. as a news judgment. They're behind it, but I'm glad they finally saw the news judgment. Whether they were being opportunistic or not, I know that it was in their mind, well, Kirsten said this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. you, can, you can pick it if you want to, or you cannot. It's cool, because I'm going to leave. And you're yes. still going to be here with that negative energy. So mm-hmm. I hope I answered your question. Yes, absolutely. And I, I just want to say, too, I think it's important when we do take up these spaces and we are in there, even if we are the only Black woman sometimes that it is important for us to truly be ourselves and also really represent and also contribute. Tell yeah. other people our experiences, yeah. tell other people what's important, what stories should be reflected on uh, the outlets and whatnot. You know, speak up instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm the only black woman in here. What can yeah. I, I am the only black woman. What can I do now? I've been in situations where I was in a meeting where there were other faces that looked like me. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know mm-hmm. I've been really fortunate in my career to not always exist as the, uh, the token, right? I have existed as a token, but I've had experiences where I wasn't the token. There were a group of us, and I'll never forget one meeting where it was a, a, a race issue, and I was the only one speaking up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to always speak up, though, but that is a lonely experience when no one else will speak up. So yeah, I would encourage everyone to do it, but I do recognize that it takes a little courage. Sometimes when I, when I watch people find their voice, Oh, I'm calling it their black woman. As I watch some people find their voice, first of all, the joy that goes through my heart, because it's like, now you're empowered to do this without me holding your hand, or um, you're just empowered to do it. You feel comfortable enough to do it. But I have been in a situation too, where someone was like, well, because this is what happens. Two black people are having an uncomfortable conversation with a white uh, manager. Mm -hmm. One black person or me, let's say I, I, am letting them know what it is. Well, Janelle, why didn't you say something before this? Let me stop you right now. Manager, this is a very uncomfortable conversation to be right. having with your employer whom you admire or whom is your employer who you respect or is just your employer and you don't want to rock the boat. This is uncomfortable. So I get why some people may choose not to. They don't want to rock the boat, but the boat needs to be rocked. Mm-hmm. So I thank yeah, God that he gave me the courage to rock it. And I'm going to try to hold people's hand. Rock this boat with me, y'all. Yes. Like you're there to be a friend and help yeah. guide. And I feel like the boat has been rocked, especially in mm-hmm. 2020. is mm-hmm. rocking. And I feel like uh, it's a lot of breakthroughs happening right now. I feel like it's been a lot of loss, a lot of sadness, of course, oh, this God, year. Yeah. But there has been a lot of truth coming mm-hmm. out in a lot of our experiences being shared and some people Hmm. really opening up to what we've gone through. And we're like, dude, we've been going through this forever, but I feel like, yeah, yeah. but I feel like a lot of us are getting our courage, especially if you were the only one in any organization. You're like, Oh yeah, it's about us now. Let me tell you what I've been thinking. You know, I have a a friend, she wrote a letter to her CEO and now they're making changes, you know? And I'm like, yes, it's, it's sad that we had to go through this, but I felt mm-hmm. like it was needed in order to make some changes. 
Yeah. You know, pressure builds diamonds. There's a scripture that yes. um, I thought about. It was like, you know, God's not going to take you through a painful experience without mm. birthing something new, just kind of like child labor. So it's, it's going to be painful. But if you know, like I know, them painful experiences are, are what's needed to birth something new. And what shapes us and what gives mm. us that character and what gives us that strength and what helps yes. us grow and what helps yes. us to help other people, to serve other people, serve other women. Go girl, you know, like we talked about some previous episodes Uh of my show and some of the things that I've gone through and how- That I went through too. That you went through, you know, but I wouldn't have known that if you didn't share your story. You wouldn't have known that if I didn't share my story and Mm -hmm. let each other know like, oh, I've been there. Like, I see you, sis. We both went through this, you know, and a lot of other women, but- we're told to be quiet sometimes or not share our stories. So Mm. it's important for us to really share and really speak out, whether it's at work, whether it's from a crazy relationship or whatever it is, like speak up. It's okay. (laughs) Girl. You're going to have to use a video on this because people like, she keep making these faces. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) But, uh, you know, but, you are uh, an amazing woman and you have so much to share and, and so many gems. And I'm so happy for you and your position. Yes, you know, but I, I want to talk about because news I know could be very, very heavy daily. Mm-hmm. You know, you're showing up for the world every single day mm-hmm. on TV. You're looking great. You're sharing heavy stories. Yeah. But how do you show up for yourself after the day is over? I talk to my mama and I talk to my sister. And if I don't feel like talking, everybody else is going to catch a text message mm-hmm. and respect my space. I've given so much of myself uh, between the hours of 3 a.m. and noon. Mm-hmm. I like to have my decompression. Like I think uh, Monday through really Thursday, it's like, and then, you know, 2020, I've been able to sit up in this house, child, mm-hmm. and be Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, with a glass of Beyonce, wine. I started grilling. Oh, all of Beyonce. I just can't dance, but then I'll start from trying. <laughs> you can't dance either. Come on, Kirsten. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? I can, I can five, six, seven, eight with the best of them, okay? No, no, no. I cannot. Let me take that back. No, that's a lie. I You're like, I can two-step, but I cannot five, six, hey, seven, eight. There you I go. Will, I will give you a good, worthy two-step. I'm from the South. We love line dancing. Yes. I'm one of those. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's listening to listening to your body, having, being in touch with your spirit. I'm, I'm a person of faith. I'm the furthest from home I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anybody here. So I'm, you're meeting new people. There's a lot of different stuff going on. I'm, I'm 34 now. So I'm, I'm probably just that childish, most childish 34-year-olds. <laughs> you probably know, like my, I do not feel my clock ticking at all. I feel like I'm still 24 out yes. here. So I'm still learning the world, right? So as I still learn the world, I'm still learning me. I'm still learning other people. So I'm going to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, this is probably one of the most uncomfortable transitions I've had. I'm so far away from home Mm -hmm. and the African-American population here is, I think it's less than 15%. Let's just go there. Right. So this is a, this can be a lonely experience, but I've grown so much in my faith. I hate fasting. Let me say, Mm -hmm. can I say, I hate fasting with a purple passion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start a fasting weekly. (laughs) Yeah. And that helps me it helps recalibrates me it grounds me it gives me that day alone with god and um that's been sustaining me um 2020 has been the time i've lost 
I lost three friends to coronavirus. Oh, I, so I love those people. So I lo- they were older in Louisiana, but I loved them, right? So Two died the same day. Had it not been for the Lord on my side. Mm. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's paying attention to my body and my spirit. When I'm sick, call out, they will be okay. Because if I die, they're going to replace me. So if you can, you can miss a day. Right. Your body, have that spiritual connection with whatever. For me, if you need somebody, if you need a direction, I'm going to point you to God. Whatever you want to do, do that. Have that spiritual connection so you can recalibrate yourself. And that will, that, that's been sustaining me. This has been probably, girl, one of the toughest years of my life, but I've had other tough experiences and I made it through them. Yep. Make it through this. Yep. Yep. There you go. Everything is a lesson or a blessing. I always um, say that. Yes. Yes. I, I want to talk about your fasting for a second. You mentioned mm-hmm. it. So do you fast for the whole day or do you fast? What is this fasting mean to you? Are you not the, eating, not drinking? You're in- it's a combination of everything. I take it all into one. All day, I uh, unplug from social media. That's not work. Like I'm required to make three posts a day for my job and mm-hmm. I need my check. And the Lord know I need a check. He blessed <laughs> me with this job to get this check so I can pay these bills, turn that, light, turn that light on and off. So um, I'll fast from social media outside of work. You know, we use social media personally. So I, I get rid of all my social media. Um, I don't eat. Lord knows I love food. Like, Girl. that's why I be staying in this gym, because I love to eat, right? <laughs> I mean, I lose no weight, but I eat a lot. And I'll maintain what I have. Maintain, yes. maintain what I have, okay? So I won't eat until noon. Like, I wake up at three. I don't eat until noon. The entire day, I'm, I'm fasting from personal social media. I don't do entertainment. Like, I won't turn on the TV. I will pray. Wow. <laughs> read my Bible, mm-hmm. just get in that word and listen to sermons. 2020 has also blessed us with a lot of online church. Mm-hmm. I have, girl, I, I, I feel like I owe a potter's house my ties at this point because they have been feeding me. Yes. <laughs> I grew up college church of God in Christ and I think mm-hmm. uh, Bishop Bates has Kojic groups too. So mm-hmm. that is my lane. I've been there. I've been, I've been to Mike Todd church, shout out to Transformation <laughs> Church too. I've been in all the online churches on my Tuesdays. Right. Um, but that's what it looks like for me. I like that. I like that. I feel like that's a great practice to have. I know I would do the no food, just drink plenty of water. Of course, uh, I journal a lot. I, I do want to, because we are, it, this is going backwards a little bit, but we are two black women and you are in news. I like having these conversations with women. Go girl. The one story that it's still bothering me and a lot of other women and black people is the story about Breonna Taylor. Yeah. So it should bother you. Yes. And, and I feel like I'm getting emotional about it. It, it, it pisses me off, you know, and <clears throat> I just want to get your take on it. I want to know how deep could you go in that story when you reported about it? Cause everyone was talking about it. So I'm sure you touched on it because you know with journalism you have to be objective and everything but how deep were you able to go in and what do you really feel about it i'm gonna be honest with you i could have been brianna taylor you know yes. what I'm saying? where i come from th- those were the type of guys that i like i could have easily been brianna taylor i probably was brianna taylor well i i, I like i probably was brianna taylor i definitely dated those types of guys absolutely and i was loyal to those types of guys mm-hmm. i probably spent the night with those types of guys i probably like Oh my gosh, that could have been me. That was how personal that story was for me. And I don't know if you know this, and it pisses me off and it should piss you off. Sergeant Mattingly, what's his name? Justin Mattingly, have mm-hmm. you seen this? Mm-hmm. No He's now happened. suing Breonna Taylor's boyfriend oh. for shooting him. 
I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Like the audacity. That is who. That Sickening. is a testament to who that man is. But I knew, I recognized who he was when he sent that letter before the verdict came out. He sent the letter to the police department mm-hmm. rallying them to support him. Like it, we should, we should be pissed. We, we should, should be, be offended. I hope that we turn that pain and that anger into something purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing we can do with it because that could have easily been, that could have easily have been me. That could still be me. Yeah. I, sometimes you don't know, you know, you get to know people, right? Mm-hmm. And you may not know what's going on or you may know either way, you don't deserve to die like that. No. Um, so with that story, with my, in, in any story that is from my community where we are obviously disenfranchised, but now we're getting shot in the street like dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it hits, it hurts. Um, I've cried on air maybe once. And let me tell you this right now. <laughs> Where I come from, we do not cry. I had, to have mm. conversation, I had a conversation with my mom today about the lack of vulnerability we were allowed. There yes. was not a whole lot of safe space, but they were trying to make us stronger. Oh. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, um, so I cried. I've cried on air before. And for me to purr, First of all, where somebody else can see me, I'm like a real man. I cry alone in the dark, okay? Me too, me too. <laughs> but you ain't gonna see me cry. What you're not gonna do is see me cry. Right. So I was so affected. I cried on air. I choked up one other time. So yes, it does hit. I love news and I believe in the calling of informing the masses. I believe in it so much that I'm gonna give you all the facts. A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. And you make your own decision because if I do my job right, you are going to see right and you are going to see wrong. Editorialization is the prime time of any news, any news, cable news outlet is all editorial. This is where you're getting a lot of thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching it, but I believe in people forming their own opinion because if I arm you with all the facts about this case without a single opinion, mm-hmm. you'll see right from wrong. But that's me thinking that people are good. And we right. see that Sergeant Mattingly is not the type of person that I want showing up to my house in my time of need if I need to call 911. He's just not. I still believe in my calling and I can't, you know what I'm saying? It's that objectivity that I love so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it's it's tough. It weighs on you. That's why that day of fasting is necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see everything on social media today because it's going to piss me off. It's going to piss me off. And I'm going to go off. back into work mad and they're going to know Kirsten so mad again. <laughs> and I am mad. <laughs> She's mad again. But I mean, it. it's also important for us to get, well, you work in news, but a lot of mm-hmm. other people for them to get the news. So it's like, oh, we got to decompress. But it's like sometimes we got to just turn it off. I, I believe in taking those breaks. You got to, like, you have to take, you have to disconnect. I think yes. more people should disconnect from social media and any other types of media. Like, again, that spiritual, like disconnect from everything, remove all the distractions, have some time at least alone with you and yourself is one of the most healing, most therapeutic things that I think anybody could do. It is tough, but I remember how I felt in that moment. Oh, the angriest I got this year was George Floyd. Mm. I, I saw I saw how Breonna Taylor was going. I saw it a mile away. I think George Floyd came a couple weeks after my friends died. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they died in April, and that was the that was the end of May. I thank God I was furloughed this year. Like God has been good mm-hmm. to me, and I got furloughed. I was furloughed for a week, and it, the timing was perfect because oh child, had I walked up into that newsroom on that Tuesday, 
it would have been an issue. God blessed me with a furlough that week. I had all week to get all of that out yeah. and come back in. And I have done every story I've done since then has been one with that in mind. I've been a showcase, our community, the highs, the lows, where we need to fix things, where yes. the culture needs to allow us the opportunity to have things fixed. Yeah. Turn that, turn that pain into a so, purpose. Into purpose. I like that. And you're doing your purpose every day on air. That's so amazing. Yeah. That story as with George Floyd, I still have not been able to watch the video. I still haven't been able to watch the image was the image was enough for me and I could Mm -hmm. not watch the video and just thinking about his daughter and knowing how close I am like with my father and not my daddy. Yes, it hurts. (laughs) It It really hurts. It does. It really hurts. And I want to talk about because you brought this up about I think it's common in the black community in general that we always have to be strong and we don't show that emotion. And when we cry, we do. We, I'm pretty sure you've done this. Um, mm. You know, you're working hard. Someone pisses you off or you're thinking about something. You have to step to the restroom and cry it out and then come mm-hmm. back and act like you're, you're great again and nothing happened. Right. Right. But I think yeah. we're changing a little bit. I feel like some people, we are now saying, okay, well, it's, it's some strength there for uh-huh. you to feel your emotions, for you yep. to understand what's happening and for you to release. And it's totally okay to talk yep. about your feelings with someone else. Some people are there and some people are not. Where yep. are you now? I know you said you still cry in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, that is one thing I'm learning. I, I recently had a situation where I was like, I needed to cry. Mm-hmm. I was hurt and I needed to cry what I do is get disappointed in myself that I let it get to me, right? Mm. I was like, ah, oh, I let somebody get to me or I let it get to me or I let myself be, and I let I, I allowed myself to be that vulnerable, mm. right? And that's really what it is. It was like, no, have your moment. Yeah. So I had my little raggedy moment where I cried on my couch. I have been light ever since. Yes. Because you got to oh release it. Oh my gosh. It. I just got that this year. I am 34 years old and I just got that this year. Me right? too. So I'm like, who knew? And there was a release for me that happened this week. As a matter mm. of fact, that was Thursday night. Mm. And I've been like, someone checked on me today to check in on me. And I was like, I'm good. You know mm. what I'm saying? And I, and I say, you know, you'll say a lot of times we say that like, oh, I'm good. Stop asking. No. I'm actually good mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. with everything going on. Like that is, that is a win. That was a victory. So um, I'm still, I'm again, I said that was this week. So I'm still learning. It's not going to happen overnight, obviously for me, because I know that I cried early if something happened. Oh, the, the start of the pandemic, even mm-hmm. the start of the <clears throat> pandemic, I was like, this is, I live alone and I'm a long way away from home. Yeah. And I saw how this was going to go. And I was like, I'm going to be stuck in my house by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had that moment and I've enjoyed the pandemic ever since. I had my moment Thursday and I've been light ever since. So I'm like, hmm. But see, I like that you said I had that moment. So you didn't let it sit with you for mm-hmm. so long. And also same here, 34 years old, just learned this year. Like, oh, it actually makes me stronger to release that because now yeah. I have more strength you know what I mean? Mm. To push forward 
If I have all of this baggage on me, I'm not that strong. If I'm carrying loads of hurt and pain and trauma and and everything else and giving my power away and allowing other people to hurt me, it's Mm. like, because that's my thing, just you you took my power like i have the power over my emotions why am i crying right Right. (laughs) yeah i feel you on that and i think every black woman feels you right there i gave away my power yes yeah yeah it's it's strength in being vulnerable but that's something i'm still learning this year i'm i'm you know, a little guarded sometimes but i am opening up a little bit i am releasing and that's just it's best that way that brings me to another point. That's, that's so, I think humans and people are so complex because as open as we were to have an experience, a shared experience when we first met, it was like, oh, it's all love. We still know it's like, oh, but you know what I'm saying? I'm still, you know, mm. back over here like this. But the black woman is so dynamic that she mm. can love you and protect herself and you can still feel all of the love. Yep. And she's still like, whoo, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That, yes. that was written for us, okay? Yes. Yes, sis. Yes, sis. All of it. <laughs> Speaking of, that's going to, I'm going to transition into, um, I came up with a few questions speaking about love and everything like that. And, you mm. know, I'm all about self-love and self-care and self-discovery. Mm. What does self-love mean to you? Oh, what does self-love mean to me? Self-love to me means, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, being kind to me. Mm-hmm. I can be nice to so many people and I really enjoy being nice. I like giving gifts. I like doing for other people. I like to make people feel special. So self-love is like, what can I do to make me, to make me feel special Yes. and taking advantage of those opportunities. Uh, today, I, like, I'm still dressed up in the gym, even though I, I ran errands and I did all these things. Eating is very important to me and so is working out. Today, I was like, oh, you know, I'm off, I'm off my little schedule, like how my Saturday was supposed to go. So it's like, uh, here's this. You work out six days a week, you can skip a day and mm-hmm. allow myself and don't beat myself up for it later. Uh, I've done that a lot. Girl, I've made some dumb decisions, but the dumbest decision I made was to that self-condemnation. God mm-hmm. is not in self-condemnation and he don't want me to run around doing that. And it don't feel good. So right. who, who's really winning here? Right. Being kinder to myself, making more allowances for myself and woo, forgiving yourself. That's loving. It's a whole lot of things, but those right now, that's, that's the space I'm in. Okay. Well, let's go into that for a minute. Since you mentioned forgiveness, how do you forgive yourself? I I mentioned before that that was Mm -hmm. the hardest thing for me after certain situations. It's like, okay, this person hurt me. I forgive them, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. they move on. I move on, but forgiving myself, that's always last. How do you forgive yourself? It's always, it's, I'm still learning. It's always last for me too. I have forgiven a oh girl. That's a whole nother podcast. I have, a, I have forgiven some of some incredible atrocities against me. And I, and I know for a fact I've forgiven those people because next time I saw them, I was like, there wasn't that thing. That's how you know when you've forgiven another person where you don't feel that. Ah. Right. Um, so that's the measure of it. Instead, it's like a flower that blooms. It's light, not darkness, right? I know that I have forgiven me from mistakes that I made that when I look at myself and I look at that decision and I see myself through the lens of those, you know, the other people, Mm -hmm. like when I see them, there's still that light. That's how I know I've done it for me, my process now. And I'm still going through it. This may be the wrong answer. Let me just be honest with you. This may be the wrong answer. No, it's the right answer for you. When I look, it's the right answer for me. Okay. When I look at it and find the lesson. Yes. 
that helps me with my thing of forgiveness. What can I do better next time? Okay. And even if I make that mistake again, it's like, okay, well, you did that. You know what I'm saying? Being kinder to myself is, is where I, where I am in my journey of forgiving myself because I did some stupid stuff <laughs> and I'll be like, and I will be mad at me. That self-condemnation yep. struggling. It, there's always a spiritual component and trying to be kinder to myself, treating me how, how God wants me to treat me helps. And that's love. That's good. That's so good. And I just had an episode about that, about self-compassion, because I feel like we are so hard on ourselves and especially as black women or just women in general, we feel like we yeah. have to do it all. And we're just so hard on ourselves, girls. That's the we one don't I posted anything. on Instagram. I was like, ah, yes. podcast, yes. <laughs> yes, thanks for that reshare. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. I, that's what we're supposed to do. Right? But but it's real because we, we get so hard on ourselves and it's like, girl, like you're doing it all and you don't have yeah. to try to prove yourself so much to yourself and to other people. Like we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God made us in his image. Like we are perfect, mm. you know? So don't be so hard on yourself and, yeah. and, and extend yourself some grace. If, exactly. You know, if there is a situation where you're like, dang, I should have done this and I should have done that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm mad at this person or mad at myself. Extend yourself some grace. You learned from mm-hmm. it. It probably won't even take you such a long time to learn the lesson next time. You know, hopefully. if you have to go through that lesson, hopefully. 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 <laughs> Sometimes we retake life's tests. Yeah. <laughs> Just hopefully you don't get all the answers wrong the next time. And if you do. Try to learn again because life will throw you that test again. I promise you that. Keep the living. same test until you, yes, until you, yes, learn until it. you pass it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through different people until you pass it. All right. Girl, look, we need to go through it because it sounds like we done did it the same dude. He done came around five times in a different form. Why are you here again? Get thee behind me, Satan. I don't want to get too deep into that. I, I just hey, feel we, like we haven't dated the same dude. I'm out here. No, in these I know that. I belong to the streets. But not not even, but just I feel like a lot of women go through these same struggles with, yeah. with men because we're so nurturing and we want to give our all and everything. We're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, he took me for granted. I shouldn't have gave so much. Next time I'm not giving as much. And then you're hurting yourself again because then you're not being real right. and authentic and open right. and honest. Right. Yes. I like, I don't want to change me. Um, I'm a giver. I don't know that I'm a good receiver, but I know that I'm a mm-hmm. giver. And it's just mm-hmm. like, what I don't want to do is stop being who I am because of trauma. Yes. It's like, no, no. I think loving me is seeing what I could do better and still being me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to still, still be good. I'm still be generous and nice. And I'm going to still be me. And when I recognize that, or when you show me that you don't appreciate that, I'm just going to leave sooner. Take less, leave more. Yes, there you go. Because I know what I deserve. And I'm not going to become hard or have my heart be so cold in the ice box, like uh, Omarion said. I love black men too much for that. I just look at them sometimes. I just be looking at them. They be looking at them like, dang, I love black men so much. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I have to baptize them real quick. That was very lustful. Let me bring it back. Right. God, you know my heart. Anyway. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) What is something you love about yourself? Oh, wow. I love that 
I have the ability to connect with a stranger like like we did. Mm. Like I love that. I love that. And I love that um that I didn't let life because not everybody was nice to me. Mm-hmm. I tried to be like that. Let's be honest. That I didn't let it change me. Yeah. Right. I love the capacity I have a the capacity I've been blessed with to forgive mm. because I see people hold to hold these grudges and they don't forgive. And it's like, they go through life so heavy. And so all of these things, and it's like, no, nah, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? There's such, there's such lightness to it. I really, all I want to do is laugh, giggle, eat good, have a good time. And yes. And try to build a six pack a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> all I really want to do. <laughs> I love that. I haven't let the traumas, the mm. atrocities of life, they have molded me into who I am, but I love who I am. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've formed myself into a way that it's like, I look in the mirror and I'm like the little girl that mm-hmm. I was that was looking up to this grown woman. Like I see her and I'm like, she's, she's proud of me. And that, yes. ooh, that is a blessing. Oh, that's good. Gonna... I ain't married and mm-hmm. I'm not rich, but I still like me. Yes, <laughs> because that doesn't define you. And that really doesn't define Yep. Any of us, but Anybody. some people, some people, you know, put a lot of weight on that. Like, oh, if I'm not married with children, this, that, and other, then um, <laughs> it's like, am I worthy? Am I enough? You know, because I'm not married. I don't have children. What's wrong with me? And people will go into that, that hole. And it's like, girl, it just ain't your time. Okay. It ain't my time. Right. Ooh, wrong with ooh, you. Child. Ooh, just imagine if I, ooh, if I was pregnant today, Jesus, child. that would be, ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Oh, because 2020 has has been a lot of pregnancies in 2020, girl. (laughs) 19 from 2020 all the way back. Thank you, Lord, that I do not have nobody running around here calling me mama. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Not yet. When I'm ready, Lord. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then last question. How do you show love to others? Oh, gosh. I feel like I show love to others a lot, but how do I do it? How do I show love to others? Offering them what I want, because I know I want to be loved. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a good way to show love. Loving someone else is treating them how I want to be treated Mm -hmm. or better. I think that's the most loving thing you can do. Because sometimes you'll see people in different situations. And what would I want someone to do if they encounter me in this situation? Be nice, smile, hug. I'm a hugger and it is 2020. Yes. Right. What you been doing? uh, Hidden elbows. uh, Yeah. Hidden elbows. I have gotten a couple hugs when I needed it. There have been some moments where I needed it and please believe he has provided. I don't know if that was him or the devil. No, (laughs) because it wasn't like that. I got my hugs though. I got my hugs. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, treating people how I want to be treated or better is how I'm loving them. When I see a black girl walk into the newsroom, mm-hmm. hey girl, hey, yes. love on them. Give, give them how you want. Now somebody, no, this is, now that's my love language. So I'm gonna love you the way I wanna be loved. That may not be your love language. And I apologize when I figure yours out, I'll try to love you that way. But yeah, that's the best I can do. I was gonna say too, your spirit also is just very loving. You exude love, you know, just being who you are. <laughs> She's giving the, uh, she's batting her eyes and stuff. Oh, wait, I forget. 
forget this is a podcast. It's going to be, it's going to be audio and video. <laughs> They're like, what is she doing? A lot, the most, the facial expression. <laughs> I love it. But uh, no, you're, you're so loving and so kind and keep being who you are, just bubbly and sweet and having Thank that you. childlike spirit. You know, I feel yeah. like that's closer to God and that's how he wants us to be, you know, yeah. and, but we're still but grown no women. Listen, you know I'm like, but we still grown women out here in these streets. <laughs> Look at us thing gonna cry later tonight in the room alone. <laughs> now, as long as we have the moment and release it, release it, and be light later on, girl. Yes. Twenty twenty has been a year. It's been right? a year. Kirsten, thank you so much for coming to the show, and I just want to say, go girl, because. You are incredible and keep sharing that love, keep being amazing and beautiful and um, being such a light to the world. Thank you so much. Thank Go you. girl. Thank you for having me. Go girl. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate and leave a review and be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl. <laughs>